0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclib 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you.
1: I want you to get up right now and go to the window,
0: open it, and stick your head out and yell, I'm as mad as hell and I'm not going to take this anymore! And now... And I will go off the rails with Rock Kindle. The there he is, old off the rails. <laughs> He's Rob Kendall from the Kendall and Casey Show. Rob, how are you? I'm
1: great. Thanks, as always, to our segment sponsor, Garage Doors of Indianapolis. It
0: was during our show yesterday, the report came out that Mike Pence will be announcing he's running for president next Wednesday oh. in Iowa, no less. And uh, I'm just wondering your initial thoughts on this. I mean, look, let me say something about it. I I'd, I'd never really had a problem with Mike Pence. You know he's head of the coronavirus task force. Um, he has a good resume of congressman, a vice president, governor, state level, federal level. I mean he's got uh, he's got the resume right. Well,
1: Mike Pence has failed on all sorts of levels. <laughs> yes, you've uh, you've named them all. Look, here's the thing, Nudge. When I was about six years old, uh, in the yard next to the uh, yard I, I own today, uh, I declared I was going to be a major league baseball player. Oh, okay. and uh, the same amount. <laughs> of possibility existed that I was going to be a Major League Baseball player as Mike Pence will be the president of the United States.
0: Why do you say that? I mean, I like he's got the evangelicals, uh, he's got the, um, the people that would never vote for Donald Trump ever again. I, I, I mean, I, I'm not saying I disagree with you, but why? Well, Mike
1: Pence has never been an actual primetime player. The idea, there's 20. He's too
0: nice. There's not a lot of charisma uh, there, right?
1: Well, there's just not a lot on his actual record. I mean, Mike, the idea of Mike Pence 20 years ago, you looked at him and said, that's a guy that you could see being president someday. But Mike Pence's actual record as a congressman is so unimpressive. I mean, what did he do? He spent a bunch of money we didn't have. He drove up hundreds of billions of dollars, ultimately trillions of dollars in deficits. And he sent, sent a bunch of other people's kids to fight and die in ill-begotten wars. That's his record as a congressman. Then let's talk about governor. That was a complete... Unmitigated disaster. I mean, what's he most known for? Rifra and Just in. He was about to get his butt kicked by John Gregg if Trump hadn't saved him. And look at how he went out the door as a part of the Trump administration. What is Mike Pence's case to anyone going to be to vote for him over Iran DeSantis, even if you don't like Trump? Well,
0: what are any of these other people's cases going to be? Chris Christie said he's going to announce. Next week is anybody who is his constituency? Who is who is looking for Chris Christie? I mean, at least Mike Pence has a constituency. Well, here's the thing,
1: Mike Mike Pence is overseen. That's the word I'll use for today. He's overseen by what I call the Gravy Train Brigade. And that is what I have dubbed these people. And these are the people who have been around Mike Pence for 30 years or more now who saw Mike Pence as their meal ticket to avoid working a real job for as long (laughs) as possible. And for the better part of that time, they have clung to him, to use a Seinfeld reference, like grim death. And they recognize that the only stop left on the gravy train brigade is the presidency. Mike Pence is going to avoid working a real job like the plague because (laughs) that's what he's done for a long time. So the gravy train brigade has convinced mike pence that there is a non-existent path for him to be president because ah, the gravy train brigade yeah. at the very least is going to get another six or seven months of paychecks and palling around and going to state fairs and that is why mike pence has been foolishly convinced that he can be president of the united states is that the
0: th- same thing with chris christie you think
1: Oh, I think Chris Christie's out for a war on Trump. I think Chris Christie... Yeah, they don't like each other. Is Yeah, I think Chris Christie is running because he recognizes... I have. will have a platform, and I will have a debate stage to rip on Donald Trump, and that is most likely to land me either a book deal or a job at CNN wow. or MSNBC.
0: Interesting. I mean, mostly you know, you know this, right? I mean,
1: most people, you know, they have no chance. Azar Hutchinson knows he has no chance. Uh, what's her <laughs> name? Haley knows she has no chance. Vivek Vivek Ramaswamy knows like he knows. I like him. It. I like that guy. But the run, it's. it's Billions of dollars when you add it all up for all these people in earned media, free television time. Whether it's at a you know yeah. an investment firm like yeah. Rama Swami or uh, uh, you know whether you want to be a cabinet person like maybe a Nikki Haley, or you want to be on television like Chris Christie, it's you're using other people's money to further yourself. It's the best job ever. Well,
0: we remember uh, the time that Chris Christie guest hosted a sports talk show, I believe in New Jersey or New York <laughs> City. Here's how it went. Mike in Montclair, what's up, Mike? Governor, next time you want to sit on a beach that is closed to the entire world except you, yeah, you put your fat ass in a car and go to hey. one that's open to all your constituents. Uh, well, you know, Not just interesting, you and
1: yours. Interesting, Mike. You know what? that? What's beach, that? that? What's beach, that,
0: that uh, Gov? <laughs> remember when he closed down the beach? Yeah, yeah. Uh, then he ended up taking his family to the beach yes. that he closed down? These people are all the worst. But, I mean, look, we saw it
1: last night, how uh, just full of bull all these people are with the debt ceiling thing. Jim Banks goes out and flaps his gums all day about how I'm a conservative, I'm against the debt ceiling, I'm a this, I'm a that. He was on this radio station. He's on Whoa Whoa. Of course, he never acknowledges that he has put America in this position because it was people like him voting for Kevin McCarthy 15 times that put us in this terribly negotiated deal. That's beside the point. Comes time to vote, he doesn't even make it to
0: vote. <laughs> Whoa, I, I even got startled there for a minute. Sorry. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't. It was a. It was. It wasn't a no vote. He just didn't vote on it. Victoria Spartz is actually the only one that voted against it. Right? He
1: ran his gums all day, I Nige, that, yeah. about being against this debt ceiling, and he didn't even <laughs> vote. It wasn't that he voted wrong. It was he didn't even vote. But my point on all this is that's all these people are. They're gum flappers. They're disingenuous people who would be largely irrelevant in society if they hadn't wormed their way into politics. You
0: we just played audio in the previous segment of Democrats saying that they want to get rid of the debt ceiling altogether. What an idea that is. Well, we're like, probably not
1: far off from the Republican Party helping them do that yeah. when you consider that Republicans and Democrats, I mean, it was Democrats that passed the bill. It was the Democrat vote. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. this is why I've done, look, I... Tapped out on the Republicans a long time ago because this is what they do every time. Nige, they make a promise to you, all oh, elect us. We're going to get spending under control. We're going to we're going to fight the radical left agenda. We're going to get the national debt under control. <laughs> and the first thing they do is team up with Democrats to add four trillion dollars to the
0: national debt. We're going off the rails with Rob Kendall here on the Hammer and Nigel Show. I want to play you some audio. I, we played this yesterday. You may play this too. Ron DeSantis versus Donald Trump. He was, I think, this was in Iowa. Somebody asked him. About about the attacks Donald Trump has made towards Governor DeSantis and Florida. So you talked about uh, changing your tone a little bit with former President Trump. I don't believe you mentioned him here by name tonight, but does this mean you're going to be a bit more aggressive with campaigning against him? So look, going I'm forward? gonna
1: respond to uh, attacks. I mean, if, if you say Cuomo did a better job with COVID than Florida did, first of all, that's not what he used to say. This is like new, like he, six months ago, he would have never said that, right? He used to say how great Florida was. Hell, his whole family moved to Florida under my <laughs> governorship. Are you kidding me? Um I so so some of this stuff, I think, is, look, if someone is saying that, I am going to counterpunch, I'm going to fight back on it, I'm going to focus my fire on Biden, and I think he should do the same. He gives Biden a free pass. Um, I'm focusing on Biden. That's my focus.
0: I think that's a great strategy, although trying to put big boy pants on and go toe-to-toe with Trump is probably a bad idea.
1: Well, we're going to see how many people are willing to vote objectively and with common sense because there's a large group of people who it doesn't matter what Trump does like we have this conversation all the time on our show the Trump covid stuff if you put a democrat behind it it's same policies but it's a democrat people would lose their mind but when it's Trump, well, he didn't have any other choice. He didn't yeah. know what the virus was. It, it, and it doesn't matter what Trump does. They will excuse it, that you can't get to them. I don't know how many people are out there that are gettable, Nigel. I, I I thought by now people would have woke up to this, but it seems like there's a whole lot of people who, I don't know if it's about extending a middle finger to the federal government, or they believe the election was stolen, or what it is, but no matter what Trump does, or how erratic he be I mean, he went after Kaylee McEnany the other
0: day. I know, that was really bizarre, and that's something we talked about with uh, Casey yesterday. I mean, she was completely loyal to him, stood there and took bullets for him every day from people that hated her, hated Trump, and hated Trump voters. And she did a damn good job. She was fire. And she got, what, the numbers wrong on some poll on Fox News? He is. I'm not sure that that was a good look, but the only thing that I can think of, Rob, is that... He's not effing around. He's, he's out to show people. It's I'm not messing around here. here
1: here's what you got to do if you're DeSantis is you're down 20, 25 points, whatever depends on the poll. You got to approach it the same way Joseph Newgarden approached the Indy 500 which is you're starting way behind, and if you watch that race, he systematically worked his way up the... Now, I know you bet on 90 people to 500. (laughs) Was he one of your people? No, no, Um,
0: unfortunately. Who bet on Joseph uh, Newgart?
1: But you look at, you know, he systematically worked his way up the field. He didn't go from middle of the pack to number one. He just did... He went about his business, and by the end of the race, he was in a position to win, and that's the way DeSantis has to do it. You pick up a point in the polls this week. You pick up two next week. Just keep chipping away at this thing. So
0: are you ready to call? The GOP primary at this point?
1: Oh, heck no. I no? think anything could happen. No, I think it's a two person race. I think. You do? Okay. Yeah. So you think it is. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think it is. I think it's, Tim Scott. No. Tim
0: I, Scott's going to get on a VP ticket somewhere, I right? I think
1: he's an impressive dude. I think he brings a lot to the table. I just think there's so much oxygen between the two top guys that it's going to be hard to, to separate yourself.
0: Representative Lucas, who has uh, been on this show many times, the Hammer yes. and Nigel show, discussing a myriad of topics. He is uh, controversial. He's been in trouble on social media. I think he's put some good bills forward in terms of maybe trying to arm teachers in the classrooms and i'm I'm, I'm so sad i missed the day uh that you and him were live in studio arguing (laughs) with each other i mean that was some of the best radio i've ever heard uh so he gets the dui he gets charged with a hit and run dui he's out now and i know it like it gets vicious between you two uh, especially on social media so tell me where you're at with Jim Lucas? Should he resign? And, and how do you feel moving forward about your relationship with him?
1: Well, look, I want to see people like Jim Lucas lose, but not this way. I wanted to see a Jim Lucas who has had a Terrible voting record, like most of these Republicans have for the taxpayers, lose at the ballot box. I want to see the people reject them. I don't want some great tragedy or illness or whatever he's clearly going through to be that because it put him in danger. It put people, other people, in danger. So I didn't, I didn't want this. And uh, you know, I talked with my wife a lot about this the other night, uh, because I don't want this guy representing me or my money going to him or uh, my, my, t- him being responsible for the well-being of me and my family in the future. But he deserves space to come to that conclusion that that's the right thing to do. And, uh, Talking to my wife, I talked to Mike about it. Best thing we can do for Jim Lucas is pray for him, and it would be hypocritical for me as a Christian to not give him the space, no matter how horrific he was to me or other people on social media. He deserves the space to come to the right conclusion that he needs to get help. He needs to apologize to everyone, and and ultimately, I don't see how, in good, you know, good conscience, you could go back and say you have the judgment to represent people. But he needs the space, so, so, so
0: I'm gonna give it to him. You you think he should resign? Oh because- yes. We talked about this with Tony Kennett yesterday. I hope if I ever find myself, God forbid, in a situation like that, I get a second chance. So if he comes and says, hey, I apologize. It's my fault. I need help. I mean rehab, but I'm not stepping down. That's unacceptable for you.
1: Oh, absolutely. Because he's in charge of other people's stuff. If if something were to happen to you or me, we don't get to say uh, whether people can afford to live in their homes or what they pay for gas. That is just terrible judgment. But he should be forgiven, and he should be prayed for, and he deserves the opportunity to make a better life for himself, and influence positively the lives of others out of this. So I'm going to give him space. I'm not taking any victory laps. I'm going to let it go. And everybody else should pray for the guy, too, that he does the right thing.
0: Rob Kendall, Kendall and Casey Show, going off the rails. Uh, Your sponsor? Yes, Garage
1: Doors of Indianapolis. It's great to see you, Nigel. All
0: right, we'll be right back. It's the Hammer and Nigel Show.